18 to 24 year olds are statistically the loneliest age group in our society. So let's talk. My guests and I will be revealing what it really means to be living life post lockdown. How are we coping or are we? With special guests in the world of wellness, this series will discuss practical methods of taking care of our mental and emotional well-being in a fast-paced world. What if slowing down was actually a means for achieving more? What if investing time in ourselves was actually the best way to invest in our relationships? Welcome to the Minds of Millennials. This is Sophie Ginger, the podcast. This season of the podcast will dive deep into the reality behind students' life after lockdown. Today I'm joined by Mark, third year geography with innovation student at Bristol University. Mark has founded two companies in the past two years. We discuss how he manages this and more in episode one. We discuss what it takes to keep going despite multiple setbacks and the power of resilience in times of uncertainty. Introduce myself. Um, I'm Mark. I am in third year at Bristol University, uh, studied geography with innovation, same course as Megan. We, I guess, just met through our course. Alongside the course, I run Armigo uh, with a fantastic team of people, uh, including Megan. As part of that, we've got a podcast, uh, the Armigo podcast, where we've interviewed some incredible guests. And aside from that, I really love like adventures. Earlier this year, it cycled up from Bristol to my home in Scotland. Um, and yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I wanted to start with how you usually start your day. You're at uni, it's the middle of November. Mm. How do you start your day, basically? What's the first thing you do when you wake up? And have you got any routine that you think has kept you going until now? It's week nine. Big time. I mean, like, it's one of those things that, you know, like there's plenty of people that like talk about their morning routine and stuff like that. Like I kind of just found what works for me. Um, but it's something that I've refined over quite a while. Um, purely because the difference, I mean, can be very significant. Um, you know, if you start off the day right, then you can um have a fantastic day and then you know start the next day and so on. Um what I try to do, and I think it's important to realise I don't do this, I, I you know, sometimes it doesn't always go to plan why. Uh, do most days is actually start the day off the night before um so i write out on my i've got a little notebook and i write on the notebook i do wake whatever time i'm waking up and then water and then gratitude so at that point i think of three things i'm grateful for and then i would often then go into either doing like a workout or or maybe sometimes going for a walk first walk workout then have a shower often have like 30 seconds cold at the end I, that's changed actually recently because I used to just go straight into the shower and do two minutes of cold shower purely, but I've actually changed a few things. So it's, it's always like changing, updating it. Mm-hmm. Then it's breakfast. Then I write a bit in my journal, and then I write out my goals today. And it it, it sounds like one of those kind of clicky things, like the whole doing all that stuff. But personally, I found it's had massive, massive advantages. Um, it has taken quite a bit of refining, and I used to be very like like. I, I, I didn't used to give myself as much rest and stuff as I needed to. So I used to like wait quite a like most mornings I'd be waking up at six sort of thing. Uh, even if I'd been out for a few drinks the night before sort of thing. Um, so I've had to kind of ease off on that and it's actually had a lot of 
benefits and advantages. Yeah, I feel like it sounds like a lot whenever you say it all together, but I'm sure by now it's like second nature. Oh, it's just second nature. But is yeah. that something you learned just at uni, or is that something you had throughout school, or like because mm. it's a habit, the habits take time, like to form. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's just been about having that kind of mindset of like, I want to improve that. Yeah. And so it's come naturally, and and then like picking up bits of advice here. There, like loads of loads of success people always talk about gratitude, like thinking of three things you're grateful for every morning, mm-hmm. and that like just instantly is one of those things that like increases like your happiness. Yeah. Uh, and and like it makes you think of things you're grateful for throughout the rest of the day, um, and then like things like crossing things off as well. It gives you that, I think, uh, some sort of chemical in your brain, you know, feeling of accomplishment. And so like once you accomplish one thing in the morning, and you're able to. Like literally just cross off the fact that you've woken up at a certain time and then you can cross off you've had water it's like kind of slowly building those steps up uh so it was, again it was just finding what was right for me um and adapting it um i did at one point yeah, i used to just do like a workout you know often the, I, I guess a lot of it kind of developed through lockdown as well mm-hmm. but yeah i used to do like home workout most mornings or i wouldn't do a home workout i'd have more of a chill morning but yeah it's just developed over time and just finding what works for me and what i can actually like achieve over a long because it's it's easy to do things for five days right yeah but try and do things for three weeks you know that's when it really starts to test do you think like nights out and whenever so do you think nights out have an effect on it on this routine and also do you think when things start to build up like you're running armago and then you've got deadlines Mm. and you've got a social life to manage Mm -hmm. do you think like is this one constant in your life and is that do you think how you've been so successful so far or does it sort of is it affected by other things i think it's a part of being successful and i don't necessarily think i've even been successful so far but um i think it's a part of it um because it's yeah it's just having that mindset of like i want to improve yeah i enjoy a good night out but no, i think this is one of the things to remember is that you're at uni and you're there for more than just trying to set up a business trying to like do other things like these things are important as well particularly at this age you know it's it's great fun to have these sort of memories and go and do these sort of things so i think it's important like especially now if i go for a night out i will make sure i give myself a good bit of rest in the morning and often even just take the morning off mm-hmm. um, whereas like if you look back at first year days i used to go out till four o'clock and then i'd get up at <laughs> seven eight and that's where you get absolutely knackered and that's where coming into third year, you know, I was still trying to like, I wasn't as bad, but I was still trying to push myself, push myself, push myself, ended up, you know, in hospital, you know, very ill because, you know, that's what happens. So I think, yeah, it's important to just realize, like not cut it out because that's then like prioritizing purely like trying to do what you're trying to like your work and stuff, but just trying to realize these things happen. And sometimes I'll wake up with my things to do and I won't feel it and I won't do it. And that's fine, you know. I, I don't, I don't criticize myself for not. I like, I like, I like to try and do what I can, but I also accept the fact that you know I'm a human at the end of the day. I think that's kind of key to like motivate yourself to a certain point, but once it kind of gets on top of you, it's time to slow down, and take a step back, give yourself the rest that you actually need. What about stress? Mm. What so, about it? <laughs> I feel like you don't even feel stress because you're just working faster than the stress can come at you <laughs> but to someone who feels overwhelmed or that there's a lot going on mm. how, how do you manage it i think i've come up, become a lot better at managing it but as the years have gone on as, yeah yeah like look back at first year times yeah and there were some 
there was, there was a period where it was like November, December time in first year. I was doing so much. Like, you know, I was in sport every day. I was going on nights out five times a week. I was doing two businesses. I was doing uni and social, like everything. And I was literally, when, when people say burning both ends of stick, I was like getting a flamethrower on both ends of the stick. Like it was intense. And so there was a period there where my body was like struggling to cope. And I'd say like, I started to get really stressed and like, I'm, I can remember one morning like getting on the bus and all I wanted to do was kind of curl up into a ball type thing. And that doesn't sound like me at all because that's not at all the sort of person I am. But I think it just goes to show that that can, it can affect anyone. Like if you push your body too hard and certain things, you let them get to you, they can. But I think lockdown for me was a massive learning curve because it suddenly, it. I think a big part of it is realising what sort of person you're all about and like what things make you stressed, uh, what things, you know, reduce stress. You know, for me, sport is really big and an important part of managing stress. And so, you know, I try and get out and do a 10K every Sunday. I try and go to the gym, you know, several days a week. I try and play some rugby. I plan, try and do some other sports as well. So I think that's that's a massive thing. Like as long as I'm doing sport, stress will find it very difficult to try and catch up with me and do, affect me. And and then the other thing is knowing what things trigger my stress. And and sometimes it's like I've listened to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books and stuff. And you know, again, I'm, I'm not a massive bookworm, whatever. But I think um, just being able to read yourself is so key um and realize like often stressful things they don't need to be stressful it's the way that your brain is interpreting them and so if you can get to the bottom of that and go what is the one thing or two things three things that are causing me to be stressful can i do anything about it if no then like forget about it like you know what's the point if you can't do anything about it stress is you know such a waste of time and energy um yeah it's kind of toxic energy running through your body yeah um there's no point in dwelling on it like move on sometimes it's hard it's easier said than done 100 and it kind of takes lots to get into that mindset of mm. drop it and go like yeah. it's not going to affect you next week mm-hmm. don't stress about it now it's but, waste of time but, but yes I, and then it's just a case of going like what are the next things that i can do to like can i go on a run tomorrow mm-hmm. can i do this can i do that like and sometimes you have to almost play with your brain go you know Mark, you know, would you would you go for a run tomorrow? Even just a quick one, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because sometimes if I, if I try and think in my head like I'm gonna do a 10k, I was like, no, and then I, and then I know that my brain will naturally try and take steps to avoid that happening. Mm. So it's about going like, what can I realistically do to reduce yeah. that? Have you ever tried the five second rule? It's like I think it was Mel Robbins, and she came up with this, I don't know, like theory. But if you can't do five and do the thing, it's kind of like getting out of bed in the morning. You're lying there, your alarm's going off, you don't want to go to bed. Count from five. And like by the time you're three, you're getting out of bed. Mm. But I feel like, yeah, I was going to ask how you, like, because the hardest thing with exercise and getting out is literally stepping out of the door. Mm. And people find it so difficult to motivate themselves to do that. Mm-hmm. But have you ever found it hard? Or do you think the, do you think knowing that it's going to make you feel literally insane and more alive afterwards is enough i don't think anyone could say that they've never had like difficulties going to do it like um i think this is another thing actually i forgot to mention in the morning i put my alarm clock the other side of my room turn off my phone for the complete night i don't go on my phone for the first 15 20 minutes i think that's transformational um and put my alarm clock on the other side of the room 
So the first thing I have to do in the morning is literally leap out of bed and go to my alarm. So I think that sets the day in such a great tone because it means like, yes, I'm going to hit. And, and the, the great thing about it is you then make the decision whether you're going to get back into bed or stay up do you get back out of bed? bed. I have like occasionally, <laughs> but I, I won't, I haven't done it for months, Really, but I can remember times in lockdown where I was just like, oh, I'm really, really not fair. But uh, yeah, like, cause it's so much easier to make that decision when you're stood up rather than when you're wrapped under the covers right yeah um but coming back to your point before about like uh do i ever have that uh, absolutely i think for me i can remember in lockdown like I, I had this one route that i did twice a week and i used to just go so I, I was it was all about beating my time on that one route and i got into it so much i used to love it like push myself the whole way around it um and i think you know that it became almost harder and harder to like when the time was approaching to come and do that because i knew just how much of a struggle it you is like you had to, I had to go faster i had to push yeah. myself and like it was a couple hundred meters of uphill as well so it's like tough grind but i used to just like take the small steps like okay let's put my headphones on let's get some music going bam you know you're already 10 20 percent of the way there right okay let's just start getting changed let's start doing some warm-ups boom and then like rather than making one big decision i'm gonna go it's about making these small little decisions to build up to it yeah and also i forgot there by starting your day we actually did swimmers this morning mm, yeah <laughs> alarm went off at seven o'clock no half six yeah at the door i mean we don't do this often but one thing mark does is cold showers do you take them every morning how do you feel after you take them before you take them do you recommend them to someone that might hate the idea of a cold shower um well so i've been doing it for a couple of years and it definitely I was definitely doing it all through lockdown and it has it, changed from what it used to be for me. It, it used to be like a overcoming that mental barrier. Cause like I used to literally, I wouldn't have any warm shower. It would be like, I used to have warm showers like every third or fourth day sort of thing, but I do the other ones are cold and it would literally be a case of, I I'd put some like, Vinci music on or something, something to get me going. And then I'd literally put the cold tap on max cold, jump in the shower. And like, it would be a case of like, yeah, it's, it's a bit like going swimming. Like you get that cold shock, and it's like last two minutes in that, and then I'd feel really on top of myself, and then I'd go out there and hit the day. But actually, it's changed because so yeah, I'd say it used to be for me about like overcoming that, and then I could do anything for the rest of the day. Like the hardest part of the day is done. It then changed more recently to do like now I just have a warm shower and then do like thirty seconds of cold afterwards. Probably like more for health benefits and that sort of thing. Like it's you know it's, it's got it's meant to be better for you. Immune to and I don't think 30 seconds is too difficult either and it still gives you a bit of like a a bit of a rush after sort of thing you feel good but I, I think what I was doing before you know I did manage to do it for a long time but you know was it really worth it that was kind of like I, doing what I do now I can still smash through days and I and I'd say like I've more recently had to prioritize my health a lot more since, you know, I'm going to hospital and stuff. I'll, I'll say what happened about that because it sounds like really bad. It, it was quite bad, but it wasn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. etc. But like, I've had to really prioritize my health. And I think that's been one of the things that like, just sometimes being a, going a bit easy on yourself because there's plenty of challenging things. And it's like, do I really need to be, you know, being so hard on myself like that? It's once you reach certain boundaries and once you push past them and you realize how much you can do, and then once you start living so fast paced and once you start achieving so much, you're like, right, more and more and more. And you don't oh. want to slow down because slowing down is like almost setting yourself back because you know you have so much potential. 
but then you have to remember you're human and like mm. you have basic needs and one of those is rest mm. and like it's amazing to be so productive but yeah i think that was a big lesson oh it's, it's hit me hard <laughs> but like not just because i got ill once i got i then got ill three weeks later literally um so were you it, ill that time i was in bed five days and How i couldn't really do much whereas the other one yeah it's probably similar but i was first time like i had to go to hospital second time I suppose I was at home for the second bout. Did you go so. to hospital with it? Uh, no, 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 oh. no. But just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, for anyone that's I basically, yeah, I was really run down. There was lots of times like I was going around uni and stuff. It was Freshers where it was like our big event. Like we've been working on Armigo for about two years, three years. Uh, yeah, it started oh. in like, yeah, July 2019. So. And then we'll be working through yeah. lockdown. And this was like the big kind of launch in Bristol. Mm -hmm and Mark just gets ill like the day before it yeah it took a while for us to get in yeah but actually it's kind of been one of those things of slow down to go I feel I'm being even more productive and getting even more done now yeah. which is the argument of it one of your you were talking the other day and you said about putting things in was it 10 minute chunks mm. like oh chunks. that's something I love doing that's yeah. literally such a life hack so basically because like you have so many deadlines and so much to do at uni but one thing you were speaking about was, put, is it in your calendar? You put them in and then delete them as soon as they're done? Yeah, so, so I'll literally, so once I've got my list of my goals I'm doing for the day, this is a, the biggest hack, like it's incredible, it incredible. incredible. Um, I literally, I've got my goals for the day, I then will, like when I'm ready to start working on my laptop, I'll do like first five minutes, like so let's say I start 10, 10 to 10.05, plan. 10.05 to 10.15, Boom, I go do this thing. 10 15 to 10 20. Boom, go do this thing. And it like it, you know, my goals aren't just like work, like some things will be like cooking or doing the bins or washing or whatever it may be, or like even calling someone up. Um, but I think most things can be done in 10 minute chunks. Like, you know, even, even if you're writing an essay, like I did this recently for our innovation essay. Like I've got a head, like I'm, I'm usually the sort of person that puts things in the day before they're due uh, and starts working on it then. But like with this, um i've literally been able to go right i'm going to, rather than like putting the goal down for the day is write the essay because that's so unrealistic it's literally like brainstorm ideas for it bam okay small task done bam okay and then i can do that in five minutes you know and then i can maybe later on in the day i can spend 10 minutes flicking through some readings that i think will be useful bam there's nothing done and it starts to like because you because you put things into five or ten or 15 minute chunks you know you work on it for that 15 minutes you aim to get it done and cross it off and then delete it from your screen like i tend to do it on evernote oh yeah whatever it is um one note is it like yeah, one is it, yeah. yeah yeah i tend to try and get you know and then at the end of it you know it might get to 11 o'clock and i'll say right 11 to 11 15 gonna have a coffee and it sounds really rigid and it sounds like it's not giving you much flexibility to do things in your life but actually it means that it gives you more flexibility. I say, like it, it, you know, it means that the thing, you know, I've got a couple of hours and I can get so much done in those two hours. Like I, I think what often most people probably cover in a day, but I can get that done in two hours because I'm really hyper focused on those things. I know exactly what I've got doing that for those ten minutes. And if things get get run over, that's fine. Like I can always just reset the thing. Um, but I think it's about having the having the plan in in place that yeah, really helps. Because I was saying this the other day about time. The task expands in the time you give it. Hundred percent. So yeah. if you say right from two to three, I'm gonna do this essay plan. It will mm. take you from two to three. But yeah. If you give it ten minutes. If you do it ten minutes, you, you have it done. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got more time to work on something else. And I wouldn't even be surprised if you did a better job of it. Yeah, you probably would. 
we learn about innovation though too mm. about coming up with ideas yeah it's like brainstorm for five minutes bam yeah. bam 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 or even 60 seconds yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, like just coming up with so many ideas just mm-hmm. because you've given yourself a time constraint yeah um i was going to talk about resilience mm. so something comes up right you've got your plan for the day you've got mm. a deadline or something something else comes up how like how do you bounce back or yeah how where do you think that and also where do you think your resilience has come from mm. or how uh, do you practice it so i think um i think my resilience probably come from my childhood as much as anything else mm. i went through quite a few challenges and my parents were very very good i suppose at bringing me up in, in a resilient sort of way you know we were sort of family that be out and about all the time i used to go cross country skiing with my dad like when i was like eight and we go way up into the hills and then i had like you know got run over by a car when i was 10 and that was like nine months of crutches you know that requires a bit of resilience to that age you know had a bad sailing incident where there was literally like a massive storm that we got caught in again at the age of 10 uh and there was literally like iron and i helicopters and shit flying over top um and it was like the worst storm they'd ever encountered on the, on the west coast where we were um I was with family and one of my really good mates, George. I don't know. Yeah, mad. That's so scary. Um, so there were a few things like that, and and I'd say the way that I was brought up, like, um, I can remember there was one particular place that we used to get to uh, when we go skiing. And you're sort of really young. I, I I used to literally when I'd be skiing, I'd imagine that I was being chased by a bear or something like that. I used to absolutely love going for it. But there's a place where we used to get to where we'd be, you know, quite up. I used to live in rural Scotland, so we quite up in the hills, and we used to get to this uh gate that we used to go over which would take you right up into the hills beyond that and my dad always at this point would always be like it's when the going gets tough that the tough gets good i think it's small things like that that have just been built over years and years um where you know i'm hugely appreciative to, to my parents for bringing up in that sort of way but that's i say that's where it underlies and like you know when we were what when i was 15 we went off cycling down the river rhine which is like 1500 kilometers um and that's like a family holiday so just to give you like a bit of context like that i'd say that's where it mostly came from so to that extent i was very fortunate i'd say i also had some challenges at school i think a lot of people probably had some challenges at school and like i really had to i really felt you know there were some very lonely times and i think that the only person i could really draw upon was myself and so i learned a lot about resilience you know i, I can remember going into the shards and i'd literally kind of draw a graph from bottom left to top right of where I was then and where I was going to be and, and I so you know felt that I was gonna you know take off and and, and so I think I, I really built that inside me that I was like you know and, and it made me realize if you want something if you want to go and get something you've got to go after it yourself like no one else is going to get it for you you've got to you know yeah. and that requires resilience and it requires so so yeah I think you know and then arm goes had all sorts of setbacks you know you know there's everything Everything that goes wrong will go wrong. Everything yeah, that can yeah. go wrong. There's been no slow and down with it. Like, no. There's been massive setbacks, but there haven't even been setbacks. There's been challenges. Mm. And like we've all hopped over them, but you've been the leader that's been like, right, we're not slowing down, we'll go even faster. Yeah. Like, I used to have a thing in my head that was like, the steeper the hill, the harder you hit it, sort of thing. And I think. Yeah. yeah I, 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 so yeah, I think that resilience is definitely something that I've just been. It comes from my childhood, hundred percent, uh, and and just like yeah, the way I view things, which again just comes from experiences. Yeah, it's all um, mindset as well. Like yeah, you've read lots of books on it. Oh yeah, but um, like it helps. It's been your childhood, and like you've had that with your family and growing up and stuff. But mm-hmm. I feel like 
people can if say anyone listening hasn't had that and hasn't yeah developed those skills at a young age there are ways to do that like big time books, yeah especially podcasts B- books but then it's also about practicing yourself like resilient you know we were talking earlier about getting out for those runs and stuff like yeah. if you can do these things and start like it's not about going from zero to 100 it's about you know a lot of the athletes that i've had on the army podcast talk about one percent marginal gains you know what can you be doing on one percent basis and then and then it's about like when the setbacks happen that's the true test of someone's character and that's when you see resilience that's when you see like you know what happens and i think i think it's at those points when when you can really build your resilience mm-hmm. um you know i remember i did a fantastic race with uh david sinclair you know he was doing a lot of work on ongo out of the states now um we did this fantastic race from about 17 and it was over the western western isles in scotland and it's about 160 nautical miles of sailing and you basically it's so fun you basically well fun advice you sail to three different islands and then you run around those islands you've got like kind of backpack on um so the first one was like 19 miles and then we had a couple of other guys that did the next one over the paps of jura and then it was down to aaron for another 19 miles and i just remember like the first 19 miles like you know we're talking like three quarters of a marathon type thing up hills and stuff and i finished that legs are completely cramped um things are moving pretty swiftly through the body let's just say <laughs> and like you know dehydrate and everything and i just remember you know we we're approaching the next one to do like it was you know i had a bit of rest between them but we approached the next one very little sleep and everything and i remember just thinking there's no way i can do that and i think you know when you then when i was able to go and push through it that's where you break you, you break down what your previous barrier was and that's where resilience can form and that's and that's much down to like friends you know i can remember the running guy that i was with you know at the time saying like stay on my heels stay on my heels stay on my heels right like you know your your body's cr- screaming so to shut up to stop and it's like stay on my heels and you're just doing anything like i ended up like literally collapsing at the top and they even ended up having to carry me a little bit actually at the, at the end of the hill uh, and i was given some energy drink thing and i was off again but for me like that's the foundations of most things mm. i know right okay you can be your own top supporter for 90 percent of the time but like it kind of is the more i've grown up the more i've realized it's about who's surrounding you and Big time. like the support network that are carrying you like to where you want to be not mm-hmm. necessarily carrying you but supporting you so that whenever you do you don't want to mm. go yeah. you've got people there that are like and those are your choices who you choose to go to at that point yeah remember if the you're the sum of the five, five, people, five people yeah you, you surround yourself yeah with. Mm. that's kind of hard to practice at uni though because you're coming and you're like first year you're meeting literally mm. 500 people yeah in the first yeah month. i think first year's tough and then once you go through the year second year you're like filtering down yeah like you're choosing who you want to live with and then mm-hmm. third year you're building like really good friends how important do you think it's been to find those people at uni because you like you know in yourself that you're fine alone like you know that you can do whatever you want by yourself but how important how much do you value having those couple of friends around you or those 10 friends whatever it might be at uni and what does it mean to have them yeah i think it's important i think environment is is a big part you know at home i was you know lockdown time we're talking i was at home for months by myself and my parents but my parents are very active very busy people so it gives me the need you know 
over time you start to kind of form habits of the people around you right it sounds so cliche but it was a time to actually like look at yourself mm. think what actually you want to get mm-hmm. out of the next well, five years whatever two years yeah yeah and start working towards it but i feel like i was ready to come back to up like to uni afterwards mm. because yeah you're saying environment you're motivated whenever you're living in the city to like mm-hmm. go way higher than you could do whenever you're living at home no I, I really agree you know i think i've been very lucky this year living with sort of people like you know it doesn't need to be people that are like interested necessarily in the same stuff like you know not everyone here does startup things you know that's just something that i'm passionate about but you know the others are busy doing other things and so you know i think it's important just to find people that yeah like if, if they're if they're always busy doing other things you know chances are you're gonna be encouraged by what you're doing to stay busy you know um but also have been being surrounded by people that will look after you and look out for you um you know those those are the sort of people that you need really need in your five uh but those five uh, yeah you know whether it's five whether it's more i think it really varies i think it's more just in the environment to be honest one thing that you do as a house is you make dinner for each other each night yeah most so nights yeah it, you take turns mm-hmm. who makes dinner that's kind of like that's really nice. That gives you the feeling that you're actually at home. Yeah. But yeah. it's like being at home and like yeah, having yeah, together. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's one thing that people could try to like implement in their students. Yeah. Everyone's on a different timetable, obviously, and everyone's mm. ages are different, but it's nice to come together like that and, and it kind of like just brings us yeah, brings us all together a bit closer. So yeah, those yeah, easier th- easier things to do. Can, if you could pick I'm gonna say one, but you can give three max okay. books or podcasts. Okay. that you recommend that maybe have pushed you to do something or have like improved your mindset on okay. self-improvement self-improvement uh i thought rebel ideas was really good by matthew okay. side uh it's a fascinating book about neurodiversity mm-hmm. um and you know particularly doing startups and things like that it's so important to have neurodiversity it creates a better team. It creates, you know, you get more stuff done. I think that's fascinating. But I'm uh, super interested in like, you know, team and leadership and that sort of stuff. So like, yeah, like Matthew Sides a fantastic one. He's written a lot of very good books. Like I think he wrote Black Box Thinking as well, which is another really, really good one. Um, but also like Simon Sinek as well. He's he's fascinating. Like I don't know if you've ever seen his um, TED talk. I feel like you've... It, it talks about like the golden circle and start with why. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah that's really good but that's not good um i thought so the first ever kind of like entrepreneurial type book if you want to call it that that I was introduced to was uh richard branson's uh, actually my mum read it before me didn't she pass it to me you know his story if you read into it like it's easy to look at someone like him and just go like yeah he's you know got all these business and stuff like that but when you read his story from like the very beginning you know he was in the same position as any of us sort of thing and and seeing what he went on and did nothing you know it's, it's very difficult to kind of appreciate that yeah um, and i think like that comes back to gratitude and whenever you're writing that list in the morning like three things it's the simple things you, yeah you don't wake up and write down i'm grateful for like my rolex watch yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're no, writing on i'm grateful well for me personally whenever i've done it it's like i'm grateful for going for coffee with mm. That's why I'm there today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. the relationships that you have, and I'm grateful for my family. Like mm. just as simple as that, and yeah, yeah. it does. It like unleashes something in your mind. Hundred percent. Turning a negative into a positive as well. Like yeah. this morning, I woke up shivering. Like my room was so cold. I'm gonna sort that out. But it was yeah, freezing. Yeah. Like you could see, literally see my breath. Um, and 
I, I just I don't know I don't write them down. I just think of them. And the first thing I thought of was I'm grateful to have a comfortable bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like you know, yes, I was cold and freezing stuff, but at least I've got a comfortable bed. So I've learned that in like if if you're in the kitchen and it's a mess, mm. like and it's so easy to get annoyed and yeah. raise your blood pressure and like have stress run through your body. But if you just think, right, it's a dirty fork. Yeah, or like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. dirty floor like yeah. i'm grateful that i actually have run water yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah completely yeah. changes everything yeah. so so important uh third book this is just one like for really understanding how your brain works and like because i think being able to understand our brains like it's quite psychological but i think it's so important for anything you want to do because like a lot of the a lot of the actions that we take the reasons that we get frustrated by things the reason that we you know follow certain paths is because of you know uh, the way that our ancestors have behaved and the way that it's always been and stuff like that so um that that one is the uh the chimp paradox that was yeah, really good i thought that was brilliant it's really good learning that you've two two parts of your brain mm. one is completely reactive yeah and the other like one survival. But obviously yeah, it really simplifies down like what our brains but it, it yeah. puts it into a term that we can understand and be like yeah and I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm practicing moving the blood flow from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you're angry, you just want to shout. But actually, like, being a bit more rational about it mm-hmm. is so helpful. Have you ever tried meditating? Yeah. And do you do it now? No. Do you think there's, like, did you do it during lockdown? A little bit. Do you just don't find it helpful? Uh, like, I guess I'd have to look at why I would be meditating. I just haven't really found it's a necessary thing. Like, mm. like at one point I was really stressed and stuff. Mm. Like, for example, in first year, you know, was, everything was so busy. Like, it was literally non-stop. I'd literally lie back on my bed, put some music on, I just go, and meditating was great then. But now, like, you know, I'm not stressed. I haven't been stressed for ages. Um, I've been through some, you know, challenging bits in the last bit, don't get me wrong, but, like, you know, I haven't been stressed. And, um, you know, you can use meditation for, like, coming up with new ideas or like it can be used in a very powerful way in that sense but I just haven't found I think, it necessary. Yeah I think meditation is useful for bringing you back to the present moment like you've got all these things going on but you use meditation as like a tool to get mm. back in the year and now but to be honest there's other ways like, to do that there's other ways to do but that. I, go for, I often go for a walk around the block in the morning it's five yeah. to ten minutes but I'm there like I don't take my phone with me I don't anything I'm literally mm. there and I'm just soaking in what yeah. there is there and then that's the same as meditating is that like, yeah, that you is. could call that meditation if you want to i would call it meditation. Mm. um okay we're, i think we're nearly finished okay but um can i ask you a question somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so what's going on okay i'll ask you a question what things stress you out what things stress me out mm. and how do you deal with it i'm really bad dealing with stress but i'm learning how to mm-hmm. i feel like the past this term has taught me a lot about stress management and the first thing that goes when I'm stressed is relationships with people like which is like it, that's just ridiculous really like that that's the first thing but I think it's learning how to manage everything so have a, a time a chunk of your time for uni work outside of that you're not thinking about it mm. like so if I know from nine to four I'm doing my uni work and then at six I'm meeting up a friend mm-hmm. like that's kind of managing it also about prioritising what's going to make you happy is procrastinating and putting off work really going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to make you happier than sitting down for an hour and bashing it out? Mm-hmm. No. Like, that's been a big learning curve too. 
Um, well, I think relationships are one of the first thing that goes. Once I'm stressed, I'm not a nice person to be around. So it's like, I don't want to be... But do you think that's just your... What? No, like that probably is just your perception of it, right? I think, you know, it is. Because mm-hmm. whenever you're around people, you completely relax. Because mm-hmm. you're comfortable and like you're happy. Because people make people happy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it 100% is just your like view of stress. And how you perceive it. So what, you almost like don't want to be a burden on other people? Sort of yeah, thing. which is quite toxic because you're meant to depend on people and that's what friends exactly. are actually for work. You almost, yeah, you always want to like, look at it and go like, that's where that's where you can get deep in your relationship with them sort of thing. Do you know yeah, I mean? exactly. That's how you become even closer friends. Mm. And that's the basic. So. They often say like, and, and it's being, being open about your insecurity as well. Like, you know. Being vulnerable. Being vulnerable is where some of the best relationships form, right? Yeah, like the closest friends I'd have is like whenever they've needed me mm. and I've obviously needed them too like you're a shoulder to cry on that's when your relationships are actually developed mm-hmm. like through that uni is stressful like it, it doesn't have to be stressful mm-hmm. and it isn't stressful that's that's wrong to say that uni is stressful you make it stressful if you want it to be mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it's a uh, going for a run we're going for a run tomorrow morning mm-hmm. 7 a.m yeah <laughs> so those things sort of things help definitely. yeah what drives you knowing that you can be anything that you want to be there's nothing that can actually hold you back apart from yourself mm. so your own like you're your own biggest barrier well i would say i am because realistically if you want something hard enough you work hard enough to get it you will get it mm-hmm. there is no barriers in my opinion like um once there are you just climb over them or you mm-hmm. find a way around them i'd say that's probably mine like that's like just knowing that what would you say drives you things change a lot mm. I think some of my initial drives, like with Armaga and things like that, and doing that was a, a lot of it was like I, I really wanted to go and do something like that. Like you know, when you when you read some, you know, or, or hear about some of the stories of people, you're like, wow, like you know, I'd love to go and do that sort of thing. Like it's such a thing to do. And I was also always very creative, and so I think that was a very. But but I think then one of the other, one of the drives initially with doing that sort of thing was um, trying to prove to other people as well. Uh, that's not the case anymore. I, I think I've come away from that, and you know, but but I definitely can recognise that when I was starting out, you know, there was there was that need for me to prove to other people, like just because my perception of myself, I think I felt varied to how I so I felt that other people perceived me. And I think mm-hmm. you know, think of it how you will, but it's still, I think it's a powerful driver um, to get some to get off the ground. But I think when you come away from that, it's even more powerful. Uh, for me now, like I'm kind of just driven by things that challenge me but I can I, I love I love overcoming those challenges but it, when there's not enough challenges for me I get bored mm-hmm. so I think that drives me definitely like the challenge of things I enjoy spending time with other people definitely that drives me a lot uh, and doing do, doing big adventures you know at some point I want to go and cycle around the world potentially even row across the Atlantic like I again I think perhaps those came from slightly from a place of like trying to somewhat prove to other people but also like um, perhaps proved myself. I think it, yeah. But I, 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 I know that I can cycle around the world now. Like I know that I can do that. Hundred percent. Like I fully believe that I could do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it as that sort of thing anymore. I more see it as I think it's weird because if I say to people that I'm doing that, they, they would, most people just accept it and like, yeah, cool. I much more see it as like a adventure, and I think you know that's what life's really about. Just having, having fun. Good. Yeah, it's it's healthy that you come away from caring what other people think. Yeah. Like, cause it's it's a good motivator, but as soon as those people stop caring, yeah, yeah. it's a short term motivator. It's, it's short and it's external, mm-hmm. but you want it to come. 
from inside and I feel like that's it's healthy to like beat yourself mm-hmm. and say yeah I'll set myself the target and then I'll prove to myself that I can do it doing things like big things like that are so important yeah I think having a north star is very important a what a north star oh, no, yeah 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 something that you're aiming towards whether it's fitness whether it's your business whether it's yeah your your work you know even like even saying right I want to this year get a first get a two one whatever it may be you know having that having that goal rather than floating is but, very important and but you also have to you can have the goal but you have to actually work every day and it's one percent mm. it's not getting up and reading the textbook in a day it's getting up and like improving yourself by one percent like what can I do today mm. that I didn't do yesterday mm. that's going to improve me every single day like mm-hmm. it's the simple things but yeah, I think having a goal, I'm looking forward to it. Simple, but also sustainable, I think it's important. Because if you start adding on too many things, you know, every day, it's hard to try and manage all those things. Mm. Something I started doing with the Army podcast is every week we have one one thing. So I've got a columnist for each podcast. One extra thing we're going to do to help promote it and grow the podcast, whatever. Um, and that's great because it gives me a checklist. But I do, I, I worry about the time when we've got so many things on that list that it starts becoming overwhelming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But right. I think then at that stage, you've got to tweak the things you've already got and go, right, we're currently doing this. Mm-hmm. Can we do that thing better? Right, make that the thing rather than try to do something new. Yeah. Something else I wanted to ask was about outside opinions. Mm. Right. So you're coming to uni and there's kind of, there's, I don't know if you've had it, like imposter syndrome as well, but caring what other people think. Mm. Like, do you think you've ever had to deal with that? Do you think you've overcome that? Yeah, I used to think? care a lot more about what other people think. I think we all care a little bit, you know, it's it's um it's part of, our, part of who we are. You had to fit in and to have a yeah, drive. Like, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a basic human... Yeah, basic human needs. Yeah. But I think that I've come a long way from what it really was before when it was... Uh, I definitely did feel that I was trying to, like, prove to other people perhaps a bit before. I think... That, but not anymore. Yeah, I think that can grow in your mind. That, like... Anxiety is a big thing at uni, mm. and I think knowing that once you have like those thoughts that, like of what people might think, you're and once you like dwell on that, you're feeding it, mm-hmm. and it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's easier said than done. But sometimes, like taking a bit of perspective and realizing like people actually don't really care that much. Yeah, like, I can might like, pass a comment on something mm-hmm. I'm doing, but that's that's on them. Mm-hmm. Like everything's neutral, and if they're gonna take something negative from something you're doing, then yeah, but also thinking who's thoughts and opinions really matter to me yeah and then listen to them like my yeah. parents my sister you know my close friends you know those opinions if they say something then i'll definitely like listen whereas you know if someone else if someone off the street said said something like does it really matter like yeah exactly focus on them like and drawing them out with people that actually matter in your life yeah one last question one piece of advice that someone has given you in your life yeah that's stuck with you yeah so that was so that that's yeah my dad like definitely influenced on that side my mum though i'd say was the other big one she said to me i remember saying it when i was really young and it's just stuck with me if you want something enough you can get it and that stuck with me for life that's true mm-hmm. there have been times with armigo for example mm. where it's been so tough that i have been stuck in bed physically mm. unable to get out of bed because i'm literally going holy shit there is so much that's going right, wrong right now. Nothing's going right. It feels like everything's against you. Um, and it's just like, oh, I don't even begin. And, you know, I think of those bits of advice, you know, it's when the going gets tough, the tough again, you know, it, and that that's just delivering a message to my brain going, 
you're you're stronger than this. You can you can get through this. And then you know if you want something, nothing yet. Like it's like it questions my inner drive. Like how do, how badly do I want this? Or you know is that it? Yeah. And it, and it's like well it's not it because you know think about how far I've come. Think about you know where I want to take it. Think about the people. Think about everything. So I think it questions those things really to their root, which is why I love them so much and why I think why they stuck with me. Yeah, and you said about sending to your brain. Like the things you tell your brain it believes, it doesn't know the difference between what's happening and what you're thinking. So it's kind of really like important to feed your brain with things like that, mm-hmm. like to constantly remind yourself, got this far, we're going to keep going. Any last words of wisdom? I think there's a lot of people our age that it's very difficult feeling like there's any sense of direction of where they're going and... Mm-hmm you know, what's next, you know, there's always that, there's massive uncertainty, but I think it's really important to realise just how young we are, and that having a bit of patience, you know, you don't need to achieve this by the time you're 22, you don't need to achieve this by the time you're 24, uh, just having a bit of patience, and, and just enjoying things, like, you know, and, and ex- once you can accept the fact that you, plus every single other person out there in the world, has no clue where they're going with their life, and like, what things are out there then suddenly it becomes so much easier because you just enjoy the direction you, you enjoy moving forward you enjoy like your surroundings and you don't need to worry about that like that that can easily become a massive factor for stress like i've there's so much uncertainty particularly in a startup like you know startups could go in any sort of direction it could you know crash you you know before your feet before you know it um equally you know there's small chances where startups do very well so i think it's just embracing that uncertainty. I think that's really important for people at our sort of age because there is high uncertainty. But I think it's just about like follow things that you are passionate about and like, you know, that you enjoy doing um, and things will work themselves out.